Hello fellow systems engineers and welcome back to a new episode of the MBSE podcast. Today we are talking about a topic you might have heard about, uh, especially since ChatGPT went uh, viral. Uh, yeah, it's about uh, artificial intelligence and uh, how artificial intelligence and systems engineering can interact and what how they can benefit from each other. For this topic, we have two guests here, uh, authors of a book, but we will hear about it later. It's Giovanni and Alessandro, uh, both Italian guys, one living in France, one living in Italy. But yeah, Giovanni, Alessandro, please introduce yourself. Okay, thank you guys. Uh, I, at first, I want to thank uh, the MBC podcast for inviting us and um, uh, I st start, I introduce myself. Uh, I graduated in mechanical engineer um, at uh, Federico II in uh, Napoli. And I awarded a, a second level master degree in uh, systems engineering at uh, Missouri Science and Technology in the uh, USA. Um, I worked a lot in uh, continuous uh, airworthiness uh, in the Sajan Machter experts uh, in the configuration control. And um, I took a critical interest in the decision making process. By different mathematical approach, indeed, I presented uh, at um, ASEC 2014 a decision making algorithm in the sport business. Uh, over for my side, uh, thank you again, uh, Alessandro. Okay, uh, so um, same for my side, so thank you for having us. Um, so, um, well, my name is Alessandro Migliaccio. Uh, I um, also graduated in systems engineering and um, I started um, the same as Giovanni in, in Napoli, in Italy, um, for a bachelor degree. Then I moved to the Netherlands where I studied space systems engineering, which was very good because it gave me start the basics of systems engineering methodology, which so oftentimes is not taught at university extensively. Uh, then I continued uh, with um, I did my internship in Nasa Langley, and then we, I moved to uh, back to Italy, where I did a postgraduate master in uh, robotics and industrial automation, uh, which opened a little bit my mind, you know, my engineering, my young engineering mind to the world of uh, artificial intelligence and, you know, in, in industrial automation, which is uh, essential in uh, the field of aerospace engineering, as well as other fields of uh, engineering. Um, and then I've been working as a structural engineer on different uh, uh, Airbus aeronautical programs as a subcontractor. And then I joined Airbus in the UK uh, as a, a stress engineer, in particular fatigue and damage tolerance, for people who know a little bit the subject. Uh, but in the last few years, I've been working in systems engineering, 
uh, in Airbus in Toulouse, um, in the, the systems engineering department. So our job is to support all the different Airbus programs uh, by uh, sharing with them and supporting them on systems engineering methodology. And my specific job is a business product leader for the software doors. So I uh, make sure that the software door supports the needs of the business and is correctly developed uh, for the development of our legacy and future aircraft programs. Um, and uh, I also president of the association AI Shed. And under this banner, uh, myself and Giovanni have uh, written the, the book, Systems Engineering Neural Networks, that we are going to talk about uh, in this episode. Over. All right. So, yeah, welcome also from my side. Uh, I'm glad that you are here. And, well, as Christian already said, we announced the podcast with MBSE and AI. And well, these are two hot topics at the moment. Uh, and your book is called Systems Engineering Neural Networks. So neither MBSE nor AI appears in the title. So how does this all relate? Or is our podcast title just a marketing eye catcher? Yeah, well, Tim. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you for your question. So, well, uh, uh, we started writing uh, our book uh, seven, eight years ago. <laughs> almost, <laughs> uh, we decided to cover uh, two important topic in, um, and we believed that this topic uh, um, will be profitable in, in, the, in the next future. And uh, so we were passionate in the, uh, about uh, artificial intelligence. And so uh, we want to uh, introduce uh, the systems engineer approach uh, for uh, artificial intelligence application. Uh, we could say that um, model-based systems engineering is a subset, so, of course, of uh, or, or an expansion of a general system. You know, uh, just AI is a, a broad term that uh, uh, encompasses several technology, from uh, so machine learning to robotics. So. Uh, if we want to start from uh, INCOSI definition uh, of uh, uh, MBCE as the formal application uh, of model to support the engineering task. And therefore, um, the um, essence of uh, MBCE is uh, based on the application of models that uh, can uh, be applied to a system or uh, uh, to systems that are, are existing systems, systems that already exist in the reality. Uh, so uh, uh, now artificial intelligence can be defined as an uh, ultimate expression of reality. Um, because, you know, so uh, we figure out artificial intelligence um, um, with the human brain. Uh, to date, uh, th there is not a, a, a very tangible comparison between artificial intelligence and the human brain. Uh, for instance, so for example, uh, the human brain uh, gets a lot, billions and billions of neurons, for, for example, and we have to uh, explain uh, the empathic characteristic of human beings 
uh, it's not easy now to express uh, these empathic characteristics by artificial intelligence. But uh, in our book, we focus it uh, on the need to build the model closer and close to the characteristic of the human beings, uh, like uh, a model of artificial intelligence uh, is the neural network. Um, of course, we can extend our text to the MBC approach because the MBC is the systems engineering with the usage of models. And um, mm, uh, th th this is our, uh, uh, it, it, this was our intention. Over. Okay, yeah, very interesting, very interesting. And um, so, I don't know, where to continue exactly because there are so many interesting things about it um can you give us a little bit of an overview of the book at first yeah so um i i mentioned it before so um, uh we we spent uh, a long time uh thinking about uh, making the right decisions and we want to create, or we want to build an artificial su support that help us to make the best decision. Um, and so, um, think think about uh, how we do it. Okay, <laughs> uh, we do know um, that our brain processes uh, millions of data simultaneously, and sometimes we. Um, uh, do not have realized that uh, a synaptic journey has taken place. Now, um, every day, so uh, we deal with problems that, that can be seen as optimized complex system. Uh, AI um, is an, an enabling technology to allow such optimization. Uh, in our book, we uh, started um, from a machine learning technique uh, just to emphasize a model. We, we decide to, to choose this model just to explain in our book that we can apply the systems engineering methodology uh, um, on the AI model. So um, our book aims to discuss such model uh, according to the uh, systems engineer approach. Uh, once we have defined the system, um, which to apply the, 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 this model, uh, we try to introduce the neural network uh, according to methods and uh, processes recognized by the systems engineer philosophy. Uh, this allowed us to, to show that the application of a neural network, like a model, cannot be beyond the deep knowledge of a system, because the, the neural network is itself a, a subsystem of an existing system. And so we introduce the neural network model in a, 
in a, a existing system, for example. Uh, so uh, after this, uh, we can build a, a software, we can uh, code, we can create coding uh, of a neural network model because we can explain this by a mathematical approach. Uh, but it's important to, uh, so uh, let me say, uh, we have to pay attention that the neural network uh, is a configuration item of our system becomes a configuration item of our system. And this is a, 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 um, uh, explaining in, in our book. Uh, if I okay. can add uh, in, in a, in a uh, the, the initial idea um, was that, I mean, systems engineering is a very powerful tool that helps us to manage complexity. And mm -hmm. um, well, if you think about the Turing test, you know, we say that a system is artificial intelligent, you know, when we can pass the Turing test, so it can demonstrate to be able to behave or uh, uh, like a, a, a human, you know, so it can be indistinguishable from a person. If you talk, you know, if you don't know, uh, you know, the Turing test, you know, uh, it's it's about, you know, trying to... Um, interact with an enemy and you will not know if it's a human or it's an artificial intelligence and you will not be able to say which is which and mm -hmm. imagine like the, the terrible complexity associated to this task you know we are trying to imitate the human brain or to create a system that then imagine like a self-driving car needs to make decision you know to turn right to turn left or, or get into traffic and, and, and it, what amazing level of complexity, you know, needs to be managed. And for us, it was obvious that systems engineering would be the tool to, to manage this complexity. Um, so it was a, a really a, a no-brainer, yeah, no pun intended. Yeah. Well, you said no-brainer. Um, yeah, writing a book is a huge effort. So, uh, and that lasts many years, um, even if it's a no-brainer. <laughs> uh, so what was your motivation then to, to write the book? Uh, and you published it uh, with Wiley, if I remember correctly. Um, so what was the initial trigger to do that? Yes, Tim. So I, I told before, uh, maybe I, I hope uh, that uh, it was understand. Um, so uh, we believe it, it's important to, to treat the artificial intelligence as a system. Um, and as a system uh, from a, an engineering perspective. So our, uh, our objective is to, um, uh, is to, uh, in, 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 is to, create a, a artificial intelligence engineer it okay this this could make it possible to gain a significant benefits not only mm -hmm. during uh, the design of artificial intelligence but also uh, its management phase uh, by establishing uh, um, up to ends of life uh, the the oh uh, and, and it was an occasion to um, to study <laughs> as well the uh, regulation of systems engineering, 
and uh, we uh, we saw that the regulation of systems engineering help us to treat artificial intelligence as a, a system. So uh, we study in in the, in the critical perspective the mm -hmm. uh, systems engineering regulation, and and we we saw that the uh, regulation of um, systems engineering help us to to treat artificial intelligence as a system. Uh, and so we want to uh, motivation and uh, we want to we hope so uh, to give a, a chance to people like us like you uh, uh, which are creative and passion to put this technology to use uh, to is the creation of quality products mm -hmm. uh, exactly uh, Giovanni in fact our initial concept for the book was to create a sort of like um, artificial intelligence for dummies type guide uh, because uh, we were a little bit like frustrated with the fact that such uh, technologies that are regarded as niche um, like now it's mainstream but when we started you know 10 years ago it was a sort of a niche at least in the engineering you know the systems engineering domain uh, and we wanted to give opportunity to engineers like us but all sorts of creative people uh, working as a, on it as a hobby or in big companies to be able to do it themselves because now you know codings at our fingertips all these technologies are at our fingertips and mm -hmm. we don't need you know you basically you don't need to call the AI department of your company to do an AI pro project or a data analytics project you can sort of do it yourself you know depending on the level of complexity and large language language models uh, they come already pre-trained and you can reuse them by, by downloading them from the internet. Um, so it, 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 it was the, the idea was to democratize uh, technology by bringing to uh, the people that want to use it, you know, without having them blocked with company bureaucracy or your know, budget request or, or return on investment because niche technology and innovation and return on investment don't always go hand in hand. So that's that's mm -hmm. my, my take on mm -hmm. it. Okay. Yeah, what would be interesting for me is still, how would you relate the definition of the term system to AI? So we heard a little bit about it, but I think there is more behind it. Yeah, yes, Christian. So uh, our um, personal experience um, through with the knowledge of its results from the development of a previous experience, a system, uh, we think that, that the, a system is not something presented to the observer, uh, like an artificial intelligence. We want to build a, a right artificial intelligence. We want, we have to observe the reality. Um, but something, something uh, that must be recognized by an observer, the, the, uh, the, the, the system we, we, or the event in general. Generally speaking, we want to describe an event and something must be recognized by an observer. The, the same observer have, has to create the artificial intelligence. Now, uh, knowledge of a, a system depends on what is observed. Uh, this implies that the knowledge of a system is more limited if the ob observation is not accurate. Uh, it's the same uh, 
for the artificial intelligence uh, perspective. Uh, so when we want to associate a real system observed with the, some levels of detail, uh, I don't know, so the examples are a lot, uh, but uh, um, ge generally uh, we want to uh, create, we want to, uh, we want to explain a, an event or a system like a model. Uh, physical or mathematical. So <laughs> we, we studied a lot of models in our courses in the past. Now, we must take into account that all information needed. So about the state and behavior of the system are observable, accessible, misurable. It's important mm -hmm. that we have to measure uh, the, the event. Therefore, according to above approach, NAI can only be understood as a whole a science and analysis of its individual parts might be uh, incomprehensible because of, of their complex interactions. Interactions, sorry. Uh, uh, th th this is uh, the th this is our approach: AI and system, and uh, we have to put together. These two, uh, maybe uh, mm, different, maybe can be um, uh, different topic, but uh, we we saw that are very very similar. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> uh, Roger. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, in the context of systems engineering and AI, uh, there are. Uh, two streams, so uh, AI for SE and SE for AI. And I saw both terms in your book. So what does AI for SE mean? Um, yes, this is uh, this uh, sort of two um, uh, pieces of terminology. Uh, there, uh, they appeared a few years ago, I believe, during some uh, international event that was related to systems engineering, and it became part of a sort of like the jargon. So, um, in reality, you know, any technology that you can summarize in, in acronym can be associated with systems engineering that way. Um, so uh, AI for SE, uh, what does it mean? Well, basically what we talked about in the book uh, for AI for SE is how artificial intelligence can support systems engineering processes. So uh, if you think only like the system life cycle, you know, from the uh, stakeholder management or the understanding, you know, the, the, the uh, definition of initial requirements uh, to maintenance to the deployment of the system, AI can support all of these different phases. You know, um, for instance, um, we know that the concept of operation or cone ops is uh, one of the basics of systems engineering, at least like the document-based approach. And uh, I've seen uh, um, example of chat gpt used to generate con ops so you can ask chat gpt to mm -hmm. generate the concept of operations and it since it's a large language model and these documents are just like language it can uh, generate with the various degrees of of uh, usefulness and accuracy but it can generate a con ops 
So, so we believe it can be used in that phase of the system life cycle, for instance, but mm -hmm. not, not just that. It is my sort of projection, you know, as an aspiring futurist, that since ChatGPT can generate code and can make illustrations and, mm -hmm. and our like engineering level validations are done through uh, engineering models, that with an implementation similar to Chat GPT in the future, it will be possible to uh, ask the um, AI to generate a, uh, let's say, a structural model of some component of an aircraft, and able to so the, the AI will generate it for you once you give it the necessary constraints, the boundaries. So um, for me, it's absolutely possible. Um, it, it's just an extension of what we already have. You know, we have already powerful tools and powerful AI tools. We just need to combine them. So that's for me is uh, what uh, AI for SC uh, means. So it's AI in support of systems engineering processes and phases of the life cycle. The mm -hmm. opposite, um, so um, SC for AI is how systems engineering to the rescue in support of artificial intelligence. Let's imagine systems that are AI heavy, you know, a self-driving car or a, a rover on Mars, you know, to make autonomous decision. You know, autonomy, for instance, for space technology, uh, autonomy is absolutely essential. You know, satellites and, and, and other like spacecraft, once they're launched, they have very limited contact with their base. So they need to be same, not entirely autonomous, and for that, uh, you need, uh, well, AI is already implemented. What, what is uh, new about it is that systems engineering process is very helpful because projects that are AI, AI said, uh, for instance, that they require, that uh, rely on data analytics and machine learning need to be designed from the very beginning with this in mind. You know, you cannot just take a system and say, okay, I add AI, you know, uh, add AI enhanced. No, it needs to be designed from the very beginning with AI in mind because, for instance, uh, the systems rely on the use of artificial neural networks. Neural networks need to be trained with great uh, vast amounts of data. And where does this data come from? From sensors. So you see, you need to design the system with sensors in mind that can acquire the data and, can, and the data also needs to be uh, real time, but you also need to have data provided externally so you can train the neural network even before your system is uh, deployed. So you need to think about the phases of the life cycle. You need to think about the right requirements. You know, it's just a, a, um, it's a little bit like um, project management. You know, when you start a project, you need to start anticipating, you know, later phases of the project to be prepared. I think with systems engineering, AI systems absolutely require systems engineering thinking because those techniques allows us to do not only the system right, but also the right system. And that's valid also for AI systems. You know, uh, and as imagining uh, again, autonomous, autonomous systems, there there is no margin for error. You know, when the satellite is launched, you cannot go back to the drawing board and try to fix it later. I mean, it's been done with the space telescope mm -hmm. or with some other, you know, but it's very, it's very rare that you can do it. So systems engineering is absolutely essential, especially when dealing with autonomous systems that are, uh, as I said, AI heavy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Tim, you wanted to add something? Yeah, um, yeah so uh, we talked about AI for SE uh, and has had this example of ChatGPT writing condoms and so forth. Um, so it just reminded me of a recently we used uh, ChatGPT, for example, to, to find a list of potential stakeholders for a project. Uh, ChatGPT is not very accurate at the moment, but it's, it's a very good sparing partner to get some, some uh, inputs. And we asked ChatGPT, provide us a list of potential stakeholders, a very long list for potential stakeholders. And <laughs> we got 60 stakeholders for, for a specific domain. And well, most of them are quite obvious, but there are also some very good ideas in there. So it's uh, you can already use AI for SE um, so very well. And SE for AI, if I understood correctly, is um, a little bit like the approach you used in your book, right? You mentioned before that you use uh, uh, SE, assistant editing techniques, um, and apply this to AI, right? Yes, as, as Giovanni could tell you even better than me, uh, you know, just about you know generically applying SE techniques to artificial intelligence systems, but it's like at w in what phases of the the the, the uh, design the, uh, of the system you start thinking about your AI consideration. You know we're not talking about uh, uh, designing an AI system per se, but a system that has an AI component. If you think about it, a lot of you know a mobile phone. Uh, uh, a smartwatch, or a lot of things have an some level of uh, smart, you know, you know, Internet of Things mm -hmm. and so on. Most of the systems that we deal with on a daily basis are smart, and mm -hmm. that intelligence needs to be designed into the system from the beginning, but also needs to be uh, understood. You know, it's like okay, what about you know uh, the 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 main the, you know imagine like you design you know uh, sometimes I use the example of the uh, wind wind um, tower you know the the for for electrical generation you know um, wind turbine you know okay mm -hmm. you you okay you design it um, okay five systems engineering principles but what about you know it's offshore how are you going to maintain it afterwards are you going to send a ship every time or you want to send some drones to do inspections to this offshore, you know, power plant. And, and of course, you need to, to design it with in mind already. It's like, okay, how are you going to train these drones to recognize, let's say, cracks in your, in your, in your power plant or the structure? And th mm -hmm. that needs to become very early on. So you need to design and, and, and follow really the, the, uh, um, your system lifecycle with the AI in mind. And, and again, not as an add-on uh, afterwards, you know, something, okay, mm -hmm. I'll do some AI to make my system smarter. I don't subscribe that that's a very good way, although it can be done, but, uh, you know, maybe it's not really uh, the most efficient way to go about it because it would be a little bit like correcting an error later in the life cycle rather than correcting it at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So again, for me, the, the use of SE, for for intelligent system is uh, is absolutely necessary. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but can you can you again explain a little bit how the model based approach uh, can be linked to artificial intelligence? Yes, Christian. So, uh, um, you know, so the MC philosophy uh, for the MC. MBCE philosophy, the um, numerical simulation is very useful since it provides artificial but concrete models. 
some model can reproduce reality an uh, infinite number of times. So we decide to reproduce uh, a, an aspect um, than other. So we want to um, to um, to move in the details of the uh, of the event. So, but uh, a, a first step. Uh, anyway, <laughs> a first step will be to link formal methods by um, formal methods and uh, formal techniques used in the numerical development of a complex systems, in generally speaking. Moreover, um, uh, anyway, so the tangible uh, uh, advantage of the of the of MBC methodology is the verification that um, we, we we can verify that the uh, the, the system operates in accordance with the established requirement, established before um, before starting uh, to to create a model. Uh, and just a numerical um, simulation and testing will provide comprehensive coverage uh, of the the function requirement analysis and design of the. Uh, Mentioned uh, aforementioned system. Um, we, we can so the MBC approach can be linked uh, uh, to artificial intelligence. You know, so we have to define artificial intelligence like a system, and mm -hmm. we can reproduce this system like a model. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh. Ah. Um. Well, AI is is very good at solving special special kinds of problems like analyzing tons of text and tons of images and so forth. Um, so where does that fit best in model-based systems engineering? Where do you see special areas where you can apply AI very good? Alexander, yeah, yes. To, yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, well, um, for instance, like in, uh, uh, we've seen that AI, you know, can, um, uh, is very good, as, uh, especially, you know, in the book, we talk about neural networks because it's one technique that uh, we felt would be very powerful, you know, but there are other techniques uh, of artificial intelligence are very useful. And mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the the beauty of it is that, um, you know, while we cannot reproduce like a general intelligence, you know, like a, what the human brain can do, uh, but these, these, these uh, techniques are very powerful on specific domains, such as like the requirement, uh, so it can be used for requirement engineering, image classification, like the example of the drones for inspections, for instance, you know, there you need to collect lots and lots of images uh, that, and you need to train your algorithm to detect specific features in those images. You know, imagine you want to detect, you know, some, some uh, structural issues or some damages, you know, how the artificial intelligence is going to know what is broken and what is not broken, you know. Uh, we learn by experience, you know, but but we needed to give the same experience to the algorithm by training, for instance, a neural network uh, prediction. So what's going to happen in the future based on historical knowledge? You know, 
COVID-19, you know, uh, algorithms of uh, artificial intelligence have been used to predict uh, the, 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 the propagation of COVID-19 uh, based on historical data from different epidemics. Uh, and and so prediction is very important. So in the in the, in the book, we talked a lot about prediction. Uh, also, mm -hmm. because we made um, an interesting, a bit unusual case of trying to model like a human system, like a sport club, and how different athletes, you know, the performance athletes would be in the future based on their historical performance. And it will not be a first time artificial intelligence has been used in that uh, for that purpose but not while trying at the same time to model uh, a sport club as a system uh, and this would support also computational decision making because okay how would uh, people you know how do people make decisions they make decisions you know based on experience uh, of you know uh, trial and error and so on and we can provide to uh, algorithm that same experience so that they can, uh, I don't say make decisions, but they can provide enough data to the human to make informed decision, you know, and maybe eventually make decisions themselves. So um, these are, are important advantages uh, of, of um, artificial agents techniques that can be helpful in a systems engineering context. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let, let me add. So just to uh, to close. Please. Uh, uh, yes. No. No. Just uh, uh, so uh, we believe that artificial intelligence should not be treated externally to the system of interest. So uh, um, once we have uh, defined the system of interest, we can apply in the system of of, of interest our uh, artificial intelligence, and so. Uh, it's usually to start from a system of interest. Over. Yeah. Um, oh, we are running out of time a bit, no? Uh, <clears throat> um, uh, that's an exciting topic. Uh, so, yeah. well, then... Um, I heard that you already work on another book project, uh, also uh, in the context of AI, I guess. So can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, uh, yes, you know, we, we um, I mean, we are, <clears throat> um, we are, we are, we are trying to, um, uh, we are trying to use different, um, uh, to, to um, let's say, to uh, evaluate different technologies in combination with um, uh, model-based systems engineering and systems engineering, because we believe that um, there is um, that there is a lot of convergence. You know, systems engineering is really and a model-based systems engineering as an extension of the document-based approach. It's really a, um, an, an, an enabling uh, methodology that can support the deployment of different type of technology. So, um, for instance, uh, we are uh, looking at the convergence uh, now as a sort of a new area of research uh, between uh, um, uh, enhanced visualization techniques, immersive technology such as virtual reality and augmented reality. Uh, 
in uh, combination with model-based systems engineering because the basic intuition which uh, is not it's not a really a rocket science is that uh, virtual reality you know and in general immersive technology can provide advanced visualization uh, capabilities while model-based systems engineering relies heavily on modeling effort so mm -hmm. uh, it, it it seems obvious that at some point in the future there will be a convergence and uh, advanced visualization will be an essential tools for systems engineer to, um, for instance, um, perform verification, validation in virtual reality. You know, there are some things with the, some limits to the modeling. You know, you want to try uh, ergonomics of a different, you know, of sitting into an helicopter of, of some sort and see how it fits while you're sitting in the pilot seat, you know. Um, and how would you do that before? Uh, building, you know, the mock-up of your system, you know, you can do it much earlier, you know, with virtual reality, you know, it's the, uh, it's a, it may well, uh, bring the uh, modeling effort to its full potential. And mm -hmm. next book, we are exploring exactly that. So how to um, uh, provide techniques that would be useful, useful to systems engineers to make full use of uh, immersive technologies, you know, for their modeling efforts, for verification and validation, for design, you know, even the CONOPS mentioned before, you know, can be visualized uh, in through simulations in virtual reality. It could, mm -hmm. could be potentially much more effective than document-based, you know, scribed CONOPS in writing, mm -hmm. you know. So that's uh, that's what we are working on, and maybe it's a discussion for for another time. We could go on and on about <laughs> you know the convergence of many technologies with uh, model-based systems engineering. Really, I don't know if I centered a bit of the question. Or... Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, no, that's it, it reminds me of a, a project. It was a research project more than twenty years ago with uh, UML. And they have the plan that I can walk through my model. Um, and the model is still uh, two-dimensional diagrams, but they use the third dimension to show the, the status of this model element, like walking through a housing development area and I can see, so, oh, this house is already finished and uh, here's some work to do. <laughs> and so that was their idea. I saw the prototype was a nice idea and 20 years ago. So it was. <laughs> and and the, 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 uh, the advantage would be, you know, imagine that, if you could um, see the virtual representation of your system, be able to not just like to open it up and disassemble it and they do it like mm -hmm. cooperative design reviews, you know, uh, with, with other engineers, you know, in other parts of the world or, or people, you know, okay, doing virtual meetings is already possible. But what if you could, you know, take a piece of your system and connect it to through your entire, you know, uh, documentation to the initial requirement that generated the system or, or back to the driver, you know, that system, mm -hmm. you know, when I joined the engineering community, I had exactly this problem. It's like, okay, the airplane or whatever system is, is built that this way. And why is built this way? Oh, yeah, because the designer 20, 30 years ago decided that was the best way. We don't longer, no longer work like that. You know, we build things according to system specification that they are derived from our stakeholder requirements that are derived for, from our company's value drivers. And all this chain of information is not easy to test. And uh, that's the potential of, uh, you know, PLM solution. And for me, it would be greatly enhanced by, by this. You know, we need, you know, models are mostly 
not always, 3D. So for me, the 3D would be the way to go. But also a very good connection with, with artificial intelligence because enhanced visualization, think about augmented reality, without artificial intelligence, it's really meaningless because, yeah, you have gl uh, smart glasses that can show you amazing things. But, okay, but those amazing things are not related to what you're doing at that precise time. They are based on uh, actual use cases or or they give value you know you a value proposition what do they do for you you know like like you can put uh, augmented reality glasses during a sport mesh but if they don't give you uh, real statistics and analysis uh, you know uh, which give you like relevant information to follow that specific event they're really useless so ai mm -hmm based systems engineering and enhanced visualization, they're all connected, in my view. Yeah. So, well, now we are running really out of time. So, um, uh, yeah, Giovanni, Alessandro, it was great to having you here in our podcast. Uh, very interesting topic. And I'm pretty sure that we will have other episodes in the future about AI, virtual reality, and all the stuff. And it will be quite important for, for us systems engineers. Um, yeah, so the next topic, well, it's not finally decided yet. So Christian uh, and I already discussed what could be the next topic and uh, who do we invite. So stay tuned, we will announce it soon. So, and also the date is not set, but uh, approximately in a month or so, as usually. So, and well, then with that, I close with, do not forget. Give us a thumbs up, hit the subscribe button and trust us, we are systems engineers.